Welcome to the Black Mind Garden, the podcast that helps you retrain your brain so that you can have improved emotional, behavioral, and communication flexibility while you tackle life's daily challenges and opportunities. In this podcast, we plant new seeds that remap your mind and expand your listening by helping you to retrain that inner voice that sometimes stops us from producing the unimaginable results in our lives. So sit back. It's time to retrain your brain. And I am your host and trainer, Dr. Maisha. Hey. Have you ever thought about learning NLP or hypnosis or even being a coach? Even if you simply learn the skills of coaching, it could come in handy everywhere and in every area of your life. Our mind remapping NLP coach training will give you mastery over language, helping you to improve your confidence, communication, coaching, and leadership. So if you're committed to removing unconscious blocks so you can consciously elevate your performance in every area of life, Join our next training, schedule and training interest call at remapmymind.today. That's remapmymind.today. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I am back. Welcome back to uh, the Black Mind Garden podcast where we are remapping minds so you can create a life you design. And today I... I uh, have a, this is a three time, this is the third time being on with me. And that is because the conversations that we have are so incredible, so necessary, and, and so applicable, not only in um, intimate relationships, but in, in, in all relationships. And so today we have back for a three timer, um, Lynn Sturdivant. He is a relationship coach. He is the owner of relationshipcoach.pro. Uh, and I am looking forward to us talking about this topic called vertical intimacy and talking about how it strengthens relationships. So welcome back. Welcome back, Lynn. It's so good to have you back. I know this is, you know, you're like my, you're going to be like one of those recurring guest hosts that I have like every couple of months. I love it. (laughs) I love it. I love talking about, I love getting the information out there. So a big component of what I do is psychoeducation. So it's not just coaching. I want you to learn this for yourself. So Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, just to bring those listeners who may not have heard uh, our previous episodes, which I will say, if you haven't heard our previous episodes, you want to go back, you want to go ahead and subscribe to the Black Mind Garden so you don't miss an episode, but you also want to go back through the old episodes and find Lynn. We've had some amazing conversations. Go ahead and kind of update, though, the audience on what it is that you do, who you are, where you are. I am Lynn Serdarant, Relationship Coach Pro. I help couples who want to change how they communicate with one another, how they deal with one another, and to remove all of the childhood stuff that's impacting their relationship. Um, I I use a lot of psychoeducation, so this is right up my alley. And uh, just helping couples to move to the next level and put an end to the intergenerational dysfunction that just continues to roll down the hill 
until somebody falls on the sword and stops it. And so that's what I help couples to do. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So, you know, we have talked about uh, a few things over the um, over the past episodes. And, and one thing that has kept coming up, a theme that you have continued to bring into our conversations is this idea, this concept, this principle of vertical intimacy. And so I'd love to hear you, you know, just sort of like talk a little bit about that and what that is and, and, and what you've seen, like how that impacts um, the relationship uh, from, its, from its beginning. Mm. The impact, well, vertical intimacy is how well do we get along when we're on our feet? How well do we communicate? How well do we function? Do we coordinate well? Do we, you know, move in sync? That vertical intimacy, probably 80% of the relationship is going to depend on how well you get along on your feet. Mm-hmm. Horizontal intimacy, that's, that's fairly easy. That's only 20% of the relationships, important 20%. But how well we get along on our feet. Are you into me? See? Mm-hmm. So, you know, the love languages is one of the uh, ways I help to start that process of vertical intimacy. You know, mm-hmm. what's, what's my love language? Is it touch? Mm-hmm. Is it gifts? Is it affirmation? You know, whatever that is, vertical intimacy is the foundation for reciprocity. I do it for you. You do it back for me. And we have this wonderful thing going on while we're on our feet. (laughs) So once that reciprocity is going back and forth, the chances of resentment is practically nil. Yeah. You can't. Reciprocity and resentment cannot live in the same space. So a lot of couples come to me with this underlying resentment Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we just kind of do a little digging to get to the underlying resentment and then we replace it with reciprocity. Right. Yeah. I think that, you know, just in terms of like this, this height, this whole idea of intimacy in general is this, this connection. It's like the deeper connection, you know, and um, a lot of times uh, we, when we're seeking a deeper connection and we don't know how to do it um without that physical, that physical connection, then there's just, we just fail to connect period. Right. And, mm-hmm. and so I, I, one of the people I like is um, John Gottman who talks about bids for connection and we can't, and we don't always recognize when someone is, is bidding for connection, bidding for that intimacy, calling for that intimacy. And so learning this, this concept of vertical intimacy and what that looks like is so important. And I think it's, it's, it's important to recognize that, you know, as we talk about it in the form, in the, in the realm of, of um, intimate relationships, intimate partner relationships, I think it can, it's very useful also in friendships, in um, parent-child relationships. Yeah, broad spectrum, because if you can't create intimacy vertically, then you can't really connect with people, you know, like outside of this this idea that intimacy has to be horizontal. You know, so I think that really de like deconstructing what intimacy really is this. And I love the way you, you, you broke it down. I've heard it that way before, like into 
into you, I see, right? In, into you, right. I see, right? Into, right? into me, you see, right? right. And so right. when a person can see into you, no matter who they are, you're connected. And then dialogue is possible. Communication is possible. You know, Vulnerability love is possible. possible. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You need it. I mean, and, and, and but we are, we don't have a prototype. So if I grow up as a boy child and I never see a man love my mama mm -hmm. and I don't have a prototype in my mindset, I'm going to grow up. I'm, I'm getting my cues from out everything that's external, TV, mm -hmm. friends, family, mm -hmm. cohorts, mm -hmm. you know, um, and I, and I try to piece together this mosaic of what I think it should be. Yeah. Yeah. It's equally devastating for the girl child. A girl child needs to see a man love her mama so mm -hmm. she can know what to expect, what it's like to be adored. Yeah. You, that 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 being adored, that is one of the biggest blocks I have with a lot of my uh, female clients that they don't know how to be adored. Never seen it. Mm -hmm. uh, one, one of them interpreted it as her significant other was gay. Mm. because he opened the door because he got the check because he brought the flowers because right. he, you know he did all the things that he saw but she didn't okay. and we can talk about that double daddy deficit in the next episode because right. if i don't have a father you don't have a father when we come together it's going to impact how we relate to one another because it's there's no prototype Anyway. That is so interesting. The, I, I I never thought of it that way. I mean, although I've heard that where, you know, if a if for, for some women, if a man shows up too vulnerable, then then that's just as much of a problem as if they show up, you know, toxically masculine. Yeah. Right? Thug, thug life. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so um it's <laughs> it's interesting because I think you're you're right, like women as much as men need to learn how to, uh, what, what intimacy looks like and how to receive and, and give, like how to, how to perpetuate that and, and reciprocate that, um, that type of closeness, that type of bond. Right. Um, I'd love to talk about what that actually looks like, because I think that, you know, it's, it's easy to say, well, this is what we need to do. And if you have no context for it, then it's like, well, what is it that we need to do exactly? Right? What is it that we need to do specifically to begin to cultivate this closeness in the people we want to be close to? Mm -hmm. And and we can we can separate the division between agape love and eros, right? Correct. You need vertices. Both of them are vertical intimacies. One's yes. for family and friends, and one's Correct. for my lover. Exactly. 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 So, so, so let's start by let's start there. Let's start by distinguishing, you know, the the what that what that looks like. Agape love, my best friend, Marty, and and you know, I, I Marty's my ride or die. If I need to borrow a car or I need to borrow some money, he's like, you know, we we have this reciprocity going between us. It's not asymmetrical. And, and it's beautiful, you know, hey, how you feeling? I check in on him. He checks in on me, you know, yeah. and, and, and we have this agape 
brotherly love. Yeah. And and with friends, with you know, certain family members, you can have that that agape love. You know, I, I want to just like say something about this between men. I think that you know, with women, that type of intimacy, in some cases, not all cases, because I know. And I actually raised my hand as one of those people that used to be a person who couldn't get close to women, right? And so um, I think it's important from that standpoint. Um, but but I think the society has created a conversation about intimacy, agape love or agape intimacy between men. And I think it's important that that gets um, deconstructed. Oh, because, yeah. Yeah. Because I, you know, that there's this, we have a fairly um, homophobic and transphobic culture. That part. And, and so then, then of course that brings a fear around creating closeness, creating that agape love and that agape um, intimacy between um, same sex, particularly in men, but mm-hmm. sometimes even in women as well. And, um, deconstructing what like first of all deconstructing the phobia and the the heterosexism like that's the first part and then there's the you know understanding that that agape connection is really needed that intimacy is really needed Um, you know it's 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 funny because i can see and i've I've been i've been to conferences and all the stuff i can see two black women who don't know each other from a can of paint Girl, where you get your hair done? Girl, where you get them shoes from? Girl, you're looking good in that dress. Who snatched your head up? Right. You and are beautiful. Right, <laughs> right. They, yes. Compliment each other. And you see two guys, you know, in the, in the same walkway pass by each other. So. <laughs> so. <laughs> lucky you're not getting a mean mug, like, you know. <laughs> So when I when I began to deconstruct that, eighty five percent of I think it's higher eighty five percent of black boys are growing up without a dad in the house. All right, thank I thank God for my grandfather. He gave me that vertical intimacy. He's tying my tie and he's showing me how to do it. He's about six inches from my face. Mm-hmm. I can smell Listerine, Colgate, aftershave, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. all stuff that I use. To this day, right? Mm-hmm. It was very, you know, the reflection that came back to me from him was that all parts of me mm-hmm. is okay. Mm-hmm. And it's important for me because he's male, I'm a male. I'm getting mm-hmm. that that reflection, which is also important for black boys. A mama mm-hmm. can't give you a male reflection. Right, exactly. So it's it's real important to get that. And same thing with 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 women, but it's, it's reversed. Mm-hmm. 85% of black women are growing up with mama in the house. Mm-hmm. So, so here's this, we're, we're kind of skewed out the gate mm-hmm. because you, you, you know, and so you, you hear this all the time. You're like mothers are harder on the daughter than they are on the son. Mm-hmm. So when the vacuum is created, when, when the father is no longer in the system, it creates a vacuum, right? Nature abhors a vacuum. So right. somebody gets sucked into that role, girl, child, boy, child. Mm-hmm. And, and you can you function as a, a pseudo spouse. Mm-hmm. So um, going back to the the vertical intimacy. So if I get that early on, I 
I, I can have some identity as to who I am. I, this half, this half of me is my father. If I don't know this half of me, mm-hmm. then whatever gets scribed onto that half of me is what I'll become. Right. If I don't take a hold of the pen, which is what I try to help my clients with. Right. So that vertical intimacy from the same sex is critical for the boy child. Now, when you grow up and you don't have that, that vertical intimacy from another male, homosexuality got conflated with vertical intimacy. Right. Because it fill, it fills in the vacuum and that gap. You remember that gap, nature abhors a, a space, an empty space. And so I, I think homosexuality got conflated with vertical intimacy and mm-hmm. actually took over the title. So you don't get a lot of, in, you know, ver, uh, eye contact with guys. It's not, you know, guys, you know, it's, it's, it's a quick, you know, I don't, I, I know you, I don't know. Right. Anything mm-hmm. more than four and a half seconds, what you looking at? What you looking at? It, it can get, <laughs> even four and a half seconds is like <laughs> yeah, three, yeah. I mean, one it's, it's, you're right. right. <laughs> one one thousand. You know, I gotta, I gotta defend myself because again, this part of me is missing. Mm-hmm. So, so it's it's almost a primitive response. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, you know, I got, I got, I got to swell. I got to look bigger. I got, you know, right. Um, right. Whereas women give each other that kind of, you know, it, four seconds is, girl, do I know you? You, mm-hmm. you go to school with Central. Yeah, I went to school. Oh, yeah. I knew I knew your face. You know, that mm-hmm. it goes to a whole conversation. So, um, trying to get the black male back into the home so that we can raise, a, we are one, two, we're three generations deep of fatherless boys. Mm-hmm. Three. Yeah. I mean, you know, 10 to 15% of boys are growing up in the house with a dad from zero to 15. Mm-hmm. And, wow. and, and those marriages that stayed together, that boy has a conceptualization of how his dad loved his mom. How his mm-hmm. mom loved his dad. That mm-hmm. That's also important. But when I don't grow up with that, mm-hmm. my chances of, you know, vertical intimacy with the opposite sex is even strained, but even with the same sex is even more strained. It's strained. So uh, yeah. that, that's, that's hard because you don't, you don't have a, a prototype in which to, to rely on, to refer to. Yeah. And I, and I want to, you know, I want to speak to the fact that even when there are there's a there's a single parent household when you have the opportunity to co-parent or you have the opportunity to fill in those gaps with you know grand grandfather or if there are community of men that are very close to like so for me personally like as a single mom with a very involved dad even though he's in a different state we co-parent you know very closely we're very much communication. So the relationship that he sees is still one of respect and honor, even though our our intimate personal relationship didn't work out. And the the relationship that he has with his father and his brother, his older brother, like he's still getting that aspect of that vertical and just intimacy, even though his dad does not live in the home with us, right? Mm-hmm. And then there is, you know, I have been intentional. And I think this speaks to like for for the the single moms out there, like it's 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 like being intentional 
about having role models, uh, male role models in your, in the boy's life. So in my son's life, like I have, you know, a, a best friend who I trust when I have to go out of town to work, when I have to go and do my trainings, which actually I was, you know, in a conference last weekend and this next weekend I have to go up for a training. This, this person can come. I trust him to come and to actually stay and keep my son. Right. And so like, that's, that's the level of role modelness that he is a best friend for 15 plus, you know, almost 20 years now. And then there's my father and my, 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 uh, my biological father and my bonus dad. Right. <laughs> right. And so then he's got those people. And then where's, there's the dojo and there's like a, a you know, that the, the male role models, the, the male teachers that are in our community. And so I've been very intentional mm-hmm. about setting that up to get these very levels of connection mm-hmm. with, with men, positive, empowered connection with men um, so that he experienced this, this, you know, this vertical type of intimacy. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's so important because I, I get to define who I am. My, my self-identity is tied into it. When I ask the questions for, for males and, and females a lot, I, my a question I ask all of my clients: How do you love yourself? Yeah. Uh, if I don't have a conceptualization of self, then my my the ninety percent of the people answer that question. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I don't. I don't even know who I am. And when I when I when I ask the question, how do you love yourself? I'm asking you, how do you love the inner child? Right. That the driver of the vertical intimacy yeah. is, the, is the is the inner child. The inner child is looking for that connection, mm-hmm. for that 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 reflection, reflection and connection. That's 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 about right. So yeah, right. and so and I think that when when we can love that inner child, we can have those reflections in our family and in our community of ourselves, and we can experience that vertical intimacy. It get it, it has us be more sure of who we are, more confident in who we are, more grounded in who we are, and thus frees us up to be able to give love freely, right? To, and to learn to give love freely, even to like continue to learn because we're always learning. Right. Identify what my love language is and what your love have these dialogues, you know, and to create close relationship with with the the same sex and opposite sex, whether they're intimate partner, whether they're not in a healthy way. Yeah. Love languages is 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 certainly foundational in, in learning the vertical intimacy part, because you have to do those things. Time, touch, affirmation, gifts, and mm-hmm. service are exactly are those, are those. You know, so if if my vertical and for I know with a lot of my male clients, affirmation is usually pretty heavy. You don't you don't get a lot of affirmations. You know, at a boys and give yeah. when you get it and you're brilliant and you're beautiful and try harder. You can get a lot of that. Mm-hmm. So when you get a little taste of it's like. You know, it's it's, yeah. it's it's emotional nutrition because that that is going to enable me to be to have 
vertical intimacy as a part of who I am. Mm-hmm. When I get my when I get my five love languages met, then it's a lot easier. I'm not as suspicious, mm-hmm. right? Or I'm not carrying uh, feelings about males. Uh, if, if my mom didn't like my dad, and I carry my mom's feelings, that's going to put an even further gap mm-hmm. in there. So you know that that's going to be ten sessions easy just to, <laughs> to get out mm-hmm. of that. That yeah. you know I don't have to carry my mom's feelings about men, right? So, Right. That, wow. That's that's huge. Yeah. That's huge. That's huge. So in in terms of like cultivating this vertical intimacy between like in 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 between people, what what does that look like? Like what is that what are the what does it look like out in the world? What does it look like between two people to cultivate um that vertical intimacy between two a grown people? Right. I I, f- I think the, the, the first task you got to mask is how do I love myself? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I have a lot of my singles to reparent themselves, mm-hmm. to do those things that wasn't done for you early on so that you can begin to address this is that half of me that's missing. So let me scribe onto that half what I want it to be. I want to be kind. I want to be caring. I want to be loving. I want to be friendly. I want to be you know, not suspicious, uh, you know, so f- to reparent, it's, it's great if you have a mate who can mm-hmm. help you to reparent that part of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it starts off with reparenting. I think uh, inculcation or repetition kind of sinks it in deeper so that mm-hmm. I'm not paranoid. And, you know, when I'm around a bunch of other males, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm looking around the room, I don't want to do that. And I, I, I was caught up into that. So, but what, what I, what, I, what the repetition I performed with myself is, uh, and it's okay to speak first. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. You, 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 actually, when you speak first, you do have the power. Mm-hmm. Hey, how you doing, brother? Yeah. Yeah. Most people are taking aback. Yeah. My, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think you know dialogue is 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 really good, like meaningful conversation, mm-hmm. not just that surface level conversation, right? But meaningful conversation, really getting to know, you know, the person, like asking those, um, like once you, I think there's there's a there's like a a level to which you go deep in conversation, you ask those more personal type questions, right? More intimate type questions. Right. I can have those intimate conversations. Like what's important to you? What's important to you, right? Like, what do you care about? What are you up to? You know, like you get to, it it doesn't have to be hard, right? It doesn't have to be, you know, (laughs) it, it doesn't have to be deeply personal, but it could be like, you know, as simple as the start of the conversation is like, what's important to you? Right. That involves risk. Right. It's it, that that's going to involve some risk. And it's and, and and the risk is the reflection that comes back to me. Right. A, 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 a child doesn't know who he or she is until they look into your eyes. Right. And what comes back to that child is that all parts of me are okay. Mm-hmm. So once I'm comfortable with the risk, because if I if I if I reach out to a brother. Hey, brother, how you doing? Like, yeah. So now mm-hmm. that's going to shut me down from doing it. like, you know what? I took a risk. It didn't come back to me commensurate with my expectations. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to take that risk again. 
Yeah. So it's me overcoming the don't take it personally. See, yeah. it's, it's hard not to because this is the same sex and, and I'm expecting a right. level of just basic vertical intimacy, not even getting that. Right. Well, you know, oftentimes too, there's like that initial layer of protection. And 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 I think sometimes you you could you have to push through that initial layer of protection. Like if there's a yeah, what's up? It's like, yeah, what's going on, man? Like, you know. And and then, you know, if if there's still that resistance and pushback, then there's obviously then that might not be again, that might might be the person to but you know, I think when you if you're if you're spending uh, uh, time with a person, let's say if you're in the same class or if you're in a conference with a person and you meet a person, you know, what's up, you know, you're sitting next to them for after a moment, you get related and getting related. That's the part. That's the end. Getting related. What's the common ground? Because once you get related and find the common ground, you can start asking those more in more meaningful questions. Mm-hmm. But we don't even often get that far. We don't often even get to the finding common ground part. It's just the whatever, whatever the response activates in us that has us to recoil and be like, oh, no, no, not that person, you know, then, then, you know, we sort of like give that up. But I, but I think at the end of the day, everybody's longing for that connection. Like that's what people want and they don't know how to take it when it comes and they don't know how to give it. They don't, they don't have the language Mm -hmm. or the skill set to be able to communicate the connection that they want in that moment. Right. They don't know what to do with whatever is coming at them. Right. Well, I've got to have a big enough emotional, my bank, my emotional bank account has to be on full for me to try it. Yeah. Um, that, and that implies a risk. So right. it, it, how I replenish my emotional bank account so that I have enough so that so if somebody makes a withdrawal, I don't, I don't crash. I don't collapse. You know, mm-hmm. but if my emotional bank account's on E, right. I'm not taking a lot of risk with anything. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm probably going to stay in my head right. until I, I, I deem it safe to come out. And so, and, you know, and when I stay in my, I stay in my head, I'm safe. Right. Well, I tell you what, that that it's it's interesting because that means that it's it's basically comes back to what you said earlier. How do I love myself? How do I fill my emotional bank account? How do I, you know, take care of myself in that way? And, and I think that's important. That's an important sort of full circle to come to. Like at the end of the day, if we want to cultivate intimacy between people, we have to be intimate with ourselves. We have to into into me see right like into our, us see ourselves, right? We have to cultivate the intimacy with ourselves. Like, just like you said, full circle, how do you love yourself, right? So when we cultivate that, that means healing our traumas. That means, that means acknowledging, because, you know, you can't heal before you acknowledge. So you have to, have to be open and willing to look, mm-hmm. to acknowledge so that you can heal those traumas and those old conversations that have you unable to and unwilling and or unwilling to open, to love yourself first and then to forge that connection with another. Yeah. So a, a wonderful full circle. Yeah. The, the only way out is to go back through. Right. 
it's a very, for most of us, it's a very unpleasant trip. So you need to be with a professional who can kind of hold your hand as you go back through, because as you go back through, you begin to extinguish the triggers mm-hmm. that were left, mm-hmm. not being recognized, not being acknowledged, not being validated. You know, you, you begin to extinguish those triggers. And once all those triggers are out, then, then I can open up for more possibilities because I'm not being triggered, you know, and it's not this adversarial thing, you know, when, when two black yeah. males look at each other, it's not, adver- it's no longer adversarial. It's, it's more of a, you know, and so my, my friend, cause I'm an only child. So all my friends who have brothers and sisters, I see you, you just don't know. You, you, you're, you're blessed to have blood brothers and sisters. You say, oh, you can have all mine here. Take them out. You know, I'm like, right. you don't mean that. Right. You really don't mean that. Right. Well, you know, part two, uh, part three of a in, in infinite conversation, you know, I, 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 I love this conversation. I think this is just the beginning. Um, and, you know, I want the audience to know, and I just appreciate you continuing to come on and have these conversations. I think we have to give people very um, workable nuggets to incorporate, right? And so I think this is a really good nugget in terms of cultivating that intimacy with oneself, being willing to acknowledge and see and and be willing to heal those traumas to forge a, a relationship with self and others. And so I look forward to like, you know, future conversations. You've already named a couple of more topics just in this one conversation. Oh, yes. So, yes. But, but once again, I'd love you to tell the audience, like, how can they get in touch with you? How can they, if they want to work with you, sure. um, they want to invite you to speak or do a workshop. Uh, what, what, uh, how, how they get in touch with you? My web address is relationshipcoach.pro. There's a little info box at the bottom of the page. Name, number, um, email address, and I, I follow up with that vigorously. So I'll probably be in contact with with you the same day. Um, I, I love this work. This is why I think I'm the only person on the internet who's doing two hour sessions. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Most, most folks are like, you know, I remember when I was in school, I said, you know what? You, you, people are walking out at the end of the clinical hour. It, they're not feeling satisfied. You know, they boohooing all the way to the car. They, they wrap their car around a pole. Yeah. You're liable. So mm-hmm. we get in two hours. And so uh, uh, I, I think that's important to get your point across. Being heard is so close to feeling loved. Many people can't tell the difference between the yeah. two. So that's what we do. Yeah. Relationship Coach Pro. All right. Well, we'll have all that. As you all know, we'll have it in the show notes and if you're um on youtube with us in the description um and so thank you again lynn for coming and being with us on the podcast um you know of course i always ask of the audience please share this with someone please share this um this podcast and leave a review leave a review to let people know that um this is a podcast worth listening to we want to get the message out there as we open people's minds, as we cultivate um, emotional fluency, communication, intelligence, we want really want to empower people. So share this episode with a friend, a family, a colleague, and um, leave a review and let us know how you like this episode on your favorite podcast platform. And with that, we will see you on the next episode. So thank you again, Lynn, for coming. 
And for the listeners, just keep empowering yourself and keep empowering others. And um, just know that, you know, we're here to empower you. So have a great rest of the day and a great rest of the week. Namaste. Hey, thanks for listening. Remember, I want you to apply these principles in your life every day. But also, I want you to share this podcast with others in your life who you think it could help, a friend, a colleague, or family member. And remember, go hit the subscribe button so you will know when our next episode is released. Finally, I'd really appreciate if you did me a favor and left a review. It really lets others know that this podcast can make a difference in their life as well. See you on the next episode.